I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. Max White, everyone! Okay. Now we're up and going. Now we're live. Uh, welcome to Max White Presents. Uh, we have a very special guest today, um, a fellow Michigander, uh, one of my friends from uh, Detroit, um, co-founder of Community Push, Derek Dykus. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for coming out and doing this. No, thank thank you for having me. This is uh, <laughs> this should be fun. Yeah, dude. I'm psyched. We were just talking before, and uh, what's going on with COVID in Detroit? How how are you holding up? Ah. Uh, I'm holding up well. I, I just actually just got my first vaccination shot last week. What? That's awesome. What was it like? Did it yeah. hurt? Uh, no, it, you know, it felt like any other shot. Uh, maybe a little bit later in the day, my arm kind of got sore. Yeah. You know, like a little bit of dead arm, like someone's. Yeah, try horse. But, but did, you, uh, day, yeah. did you have any like trepidation about taking the shot? Uh, no, not really. Like, I, you know, I, you know, I've heard various things, but you know, I, I just kind of want to do my part to get this behind us and definitely this is our best way. It's at first I was like, man, I need to read more about this. But now I'm like, you can put that in my jugular and I don't even care where it comes from. Yeah. Like, it's, it's time for us to all, you know, go through this. It's also funny. A lot of my friends here are like, I don't know, man, some fucked up chemicals, but then I've seen them do like Coke off a bar in Brooklyn at four in the morning. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> so, it's, just it's no different than little, the floor drugs. Everyone's a little bit <laughs> straight up yeah. bathroom garbage what's uh so when's your next shot uh march 4th march 4th so yeah and about a month after what was the testing what were sorry what was the the like the, the whole process like is there like a super test site in detroit or is it just a random spot yes uh what they have is it's uh you know the tcf center which used to be cobo hall right downtown like yeah right next to where uh joe lewis was where the red wings played yep and uh, they've got a cool drive-through site. You know, it took about thirty minutes. Wait, you got to drive it in your through? Car? Yeah. No fucking way! And, I didn't uh, even know that. They, they pull everybody into the, this big the floor of the parking garage and just line up cars like five deep, and they have stations at each car, and they take your paperwork and shoot you. Up. Yeah, it was like thirty minutes, and there's you know, it Dude, was, that's it was fairly easy. I, I you know, it was. So, uh, you know, it's like, you know, they did, you know, we got hit hard, uh, yeah. you know, I, you know, you know, Definitely. after New York, I know you guys got it the worst, but you know, they, you know, when it first started, we, you know, with work, you know, we, we got pulled off of working on any park and just went to doing COVID stuff. Yeah. That's, so, uh, uh, is it, is it similar to New York there where people like are talking shit if you're not wearing a mask in the street or is it mellower? Uh, it's it's you know it was for a while yeah and now it's kind of, you know it's you, you see a lot less of it now yeah and uh so, I don't, it's alarming but i think people have just had enough yeah that cool whatever that covid fatigue they're kind of calling it um so i want to talk about community push before we go any further um so you're a skateboard we know each other through skateboarding are you from detroit originally uh it was born here families from here and then uh, i moved to suburbs uh at a very young age what suburb? And uh, uh, I, I bounced around. You know, we bounced around a lot. Uh, you know, my parents got divorced, and we, you know, went from uh, Taylor for a brief period to yeah. uh, Celine to Brighton to Howell. Dude, yeah. my parents had a. Um, my dad used to work in Detroit. I mean, like my both my parents are from Detroit proper, but growing up, they lived in a uh, Taylor off of Allen Road. Everyone, okay. Yeah, that that was like a that's a weird spot, man. Downriver Detroit is all kind of throwback it's very yeah it's interesting. uh 
you know, I, I don't think I ever spent enough time there to ever claim downriver or any of that, but you know, I, yeah. I did I would, my stint. They lived there when I was in college. I remember coming down there and being like, what is this? Like it was not bad, not good, just weird. It's just like a lot going on, but not anything going off that makes any sense. There's like strip malls that are like, it's, it's insane. It's like Detroit's Jersey. Oh damn, you're right. It is straight up Hoboken. Like that, that, and like the attitudes and like just yeah. you, know, you, you could kind of tell people are from Downriver when you meet them. Dude, I remember the um, my uh, like for every reason my college roommates were uh, I was the only white guy and uh, we'd go down and visit my parents and like their black mall was right by my parents' house and my friends that were from Detroit were so psyched because you could walk to like the black mall <laughs> like right there and it was sick. It was I remember I bought some like iverson reeboks and the only t-shirts you could get were like tall tees <laughs> and you know the tall tees would be like i'd have to get like size small or medium but it would still go down to my knees like those things were so sick so from detroit in detroit um grew up skating obviously what was your uh what was your first shop or what was your shop growing up uh special editions in brighton oh i don't know that one when and, they uh, uh man maybe around 2000 or so okay. All right. So, like, you know, I, I started in 96 and, uh, you know, it, as far as, you know, core shops go, like it, it was, you know, it was that it was, you know, uh, it was a local state skater that started it, Jeff Ernest, who ended up uh, moving to work for like South, I think he was at South Shore Distribution for a while. Yeah. And, the, but, you know, his dad, his dad ran it. Like, you know, they had like a toy, you know, they had a toy machine demo there, like uh, an Osiris demo and Osiris was. Did Zoo come know, through? Osiris. Uh, so the shop I grew up working at uh, on the west side of the state, uh, I was in charge of Zoo when I was like fourteen. Like when they would come, not in charge of, but like I would make sure that we had two shops, West Michigan, and we had one in um, fuck was that Royal Oak? I can't remember where it was, but we would bring Zoo out, and like I'd have to drive a van around when I had no driver's license. And uh, uh, I remember like we did a demo in like at Airborne in Ferndale. Do you remember that spot? Yeah, yeah. And I remember just like uh, one. I mean, this might have been in Grand Rapids, maybe not Detroit, but like. It just happened that, like, uh, um, who the fuck else was in town? Infamous, maybe? I can't remember. I feel like a bunch of the Infamous heads were there. But did you go to some of the zoo demos? Um, what demo? I went to a Habitat demo there before. Ooh. At Airborne? Actually, I, no, at uh, K-Zoo. Okay, at K-Zoo. Okay. I think it was the Trisec Tour when they did that one. Yeah, was Janoski on that one? <sighs> Do you remember? what? Like, what Habitat? Or was that... I wonder, dude, we might have been at the same. It was like, it was all, it was Habitat Workshop, sec, uh, or not, Seek. Oh, I was totally, at, you know, that's the only other <laughs> shitty skate trivia on the, like the app game that only, uh, uh, what's the only other board company Rob Beardick has ever skated for? Seek. Seek. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a Seek you know, board? Do you remember those? <laughs> uh, and, like I, growing up, like I, I loved all, you know, Workshop, yeah. Habitat, Seek, like, you know, it wasn't anything around that long, but uh, like yeah. that tour is like it was like we kind of like followed them around. You know, it's like they had a shop signing, uh, TWC or, or or was it TWC? No, it was special editions. That okay. They had one, and we ended up uh, taking them downtown to skate that night. You know, out of like the three teams of uh, you know riders, like the only ones that wanted to go skate. What's that? Uh, like we, we met up with them was Josh Kalis, uh, Greg Myers, uh. Flo and Alex Carolina out of like three teams, Damn, like the only, the only guys. I don't fucking... think the tour like went through Detroit. Yeah, but like you know, I was still in... Greg Myers. Remember when he ruined the DC video? <laughs> <laughs> just a little kid in the middle of Legends. <laughs> like, 
What happened to that dude? Was he sick? I never met him. He, he was nice. And, you know, it was yeah. cool because I think, you know, I was either still in high school or maybe 18 or just gotten out. And, uh, you know, it was the first time I was really, of, I, you know, I had, had to experience like showing teams around and stuff. And like, yeah. you know, I just remember Kalis being the fucking coolest guy. And like, yeah. uh, and, you know, they just wanted to skate and see spots. And then, you know, we took them to Fort Street and, uh, you know, they ended up going back the next day and getting tricks on, on the rail and stuff. So Sit. it was Who's cool because like back then you never saw Detroit and magazines or videos and like you know it was few and far between it was like once every other year or something you'd see it that was like the best iteration of habitat probably was that like probably papalardo winning were around with aliens yeah this was definitely pre-mosaic and then wow that damn i feel like i was at that demo man I, i think that's a possibility what did they do for um so you brought in like when teams come in now it's so much different because of Detroit is obviously it's just a way different scene. But I remember when like zoo came through Michigan and my local skate shop, I was like 13 or 14 and they're like, they thought it was, they died and gone to heaven with like the beach and everything on the West side of the state. And then oh, yeah. I remember going to the demos on the East side with them and like having to bring back girls. They met like Harold Hunter, like, and like meeting girls and bringing them back to West Michigan. And then they would like drive out, leave to go like to the next city. And then there would just be random girls stuck at our skate shop. <laughs> like not ours, my boss's skate shop. Like wait, wait what shop is that again? Uh, chapter 11 sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a fucking awful name, but uh, yeah, Ned was like, I, I started working there when I was twelve. I mean, I grew up in a skate shop. For, that's probably why I'm damn near special needs. You know, and, and and but no, that's that's important for kids. Like, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I dude, hope I that never goes away because you know how many friends have you met and good stories you have from just bullshitting at the skate shop. You know, I'm 36, oh, I'll still go just hang out at the skate shop. Yeah, it was weird to to work in a skate shop all my life and then own one for five years. And then see the difference of like, I, I can't like anyone that owns a shop now or ever, I don't care who they are. You have such a tremendous amount of respect for them. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, you know, so we, we need them. Speaking of hard things in skateboarding, tell me about community push. Cause we didn't, we didn't hit on this yet before I go fly into some like crazy uh, stories. Um, so community uh, push is yeah, it's, uh, what community push is. It's a nonprofit that I started in uh, 2014 uh, just to kind of help, uh, push skateboarding out here and kind of help, uh, you know, help it at whatever crossroads or whatever it needs. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, things kind of moving things that we were kind of doing on our own anyways. And, uh, it just made, it made sense. And, uh, people are going to talk, you know, talk to you differently and they're going to, you know, be more receptive to what you have to say. If, you know, you have a little bit of structure behind what you're doing and, uh, in terms of projects wise, like, so, People that aren't from there don't know skateboarding wise though. But um, when was like the first time some of the project in projects being like you would build skate parks essentially like DIY spots, right? That's how it started. Uh, it, that's actually kind of how it started. But like you know, at this point, I, like it, it can't really pigeonhole us as just like DIY guys anymore. Because yeah, like, definitely not. You know, over the last five six years, you know, we've kind of done it all, and uh, you know, that's exciting. And you know, you know, even when it came to DIY stuff, like hell, I didn't even really completely know what I was doing when I got into it. I got everything we did, like learned a little bit here and there going through. And, you know, now I can almost confidently say I know what I'm doing, but it's, it's been, you know, a lot of different stuff and, you know, every different thing is a learning process. And so I don't know, well, it's, 
what was the genesis like what started originally what what was it a need to improve your neighborhood around you or was it just because you didn't have shit to skate um which i guess shit, is the same a little question. bit of both yeah a little a little bit of both it's, uh you know um you know since hell even before i you know, moved here I, I moved here in uh 2010 uh you know i was working on trying to get a skate park built uh in front of the train station uh and uh you know we had good progress with that and uh we got to do some, you know throw us a couple really cool parties uh i think we, we brought like s out uh one year for it was like mike anderson and jimmy mcdonald came and like it was like it was seriously the week that like they first announced that that there were season operations of s yeah so it was like in a sense like the last trip but it, you know you know it was just the uh those two in uh scuba steve and you, uh you know we had a little set up in the street and so what year are you talking this was uh 2011 i think that was did you oh damn so that's still before like for those that don't know like the train station in downtown detroit is like what you always see on the news when it talks about like detroit being revitalized yeah. and what do they call it like a uh, ruin porn is like the term for what they it, do yeah it was and like I th it, you know it's been in countless movies and, yeah uh, yeah it, you know it, it really is a site it's a beautiful building uh yeah. there's a lot of history there and uh just recently ford bought it to oh, did uh, they? make as part of their headquarters so yeah that's that's all been now what have you seen uh oh before i go into that what's it like when you like 2011 when you bring a team in and they're like oh we want to go check out some spots like do you take them to northwestern do you give them like the full fucking like treatment like exposure therapy call it because detroit goes hard like well like northwestern is just such a great spot like that's oh, you know if amazing. you if you try if you see any spot in detroit it should be northwestern yeah uh you know it's it's but uh you know, it, that's why, you know, you starting to see, you know, a lot of the teams that are coming through, you know, they're all at the same kind of spots because like, you know, the, like the, you know, there's really the surface spots like Northwestern and Hart Plaza and like the uh, new center ledges. But like, you know, it's only if a team's here for a couple of days, yeah. but like, you know, you start, you know, like now like people are coming through and spending like serious time here and, uh, you know, that's when you start getting to like the nitty gritty spots and like the fun stuff that no one's seen before, because, you know, especially with, with the team and, you know, you have a variety of people wanting to skate a variety of things. So, uh, you know, it's been, you know, you know, there's never been a lack of spots here, but it's cool Definitely because, not. you know, as time goes on, like, you know, more and more spots are getting exposed and not just exposed, but fixed up. And, you know, there's new spots being built all the time. It's constantly changing. It seems like in Detroit, well, I see there's spots everywhere. It's just a matter of like, what's your risk tolerance for neighborhood for the locals? Like, um, I mean, what's your experience in terms of like being robbed at spots? Uh, I had a brick thrown through my window at Northwestern one time. Okay, I know a story of. And uh, uh, can I say the team about uh, about the the whole team getting jacked when they got back to the house? Oh, I actually, I, I just found that story out. Oh, you did. Uh, recently, yeah. Oh, dude, that was like because uh. Yeah, we can. I mean, we can say it. We just don't have to say what team it was. Yeah, and I don't uh, say what team it is. <laughs> it's so fucking gnarly, what, dude. That to and, me is uh, like a classic Detroit story, and I don't know why, but that like in terms of when things go bad, they go really bad. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it happens, and like you know, the few, you know, the few times it does happen is like when you hear about it. Yeah. Uh you know, you know that's that's one instance I've had in, 
you know, more than 20 years of skating down here. Yeah, so, that's a uh, good point. And I'm also from the suburbs like, and I'm from the other side of the state. So maybe it's just like it has more teeth in my mind than maybe it does. But let's just yeah. – will you share the story and your version of it and then we'll compare notes? Do you mind? Well, uh, no, I, was, I wasn't I was there for, for that one. But when uh, – yeah, we were skating at Northwestern. Uh, I think it was – 2003 maybe okay uh i remember i had the seafoam dunks <laughs> the high tops <laughs> that probably go for a thousand dollars right now <laughs> but uh we were just uh we were there and we were skating on the other side of the building uh so it wasn't like too bad yeah you know, like i didn't have any kind of, like confrontation like i came back around the building in my car and my uh next tell was gone Oh, and they got your two-way uh, chat. Was it. And then they tried to sell it back to me. <laughs> but that's very Detroit. But uh, no, I, I've I've been fortunate, and uh, you know the you know the element of danger is always there. And For uh, sure, we uh the the other story I was talking about though, and I think it's the same, and maybe we'll cut this, but you tell me what what you think. So basically, a team was in town, a very big team with a lot of money, a lot of travel budget, and they're staying with a local. They went out filming all day. When they came back to the house where they were staying. There was dudes in ski masks and guns on the on the porch, right? Like like they yeah. squatted out and they took them for everything. Camera cash wallets. I mean, they're lucky they got out alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so is that pretty yeah, accurate? Yeah. Is that what kinda happened? Yeah. Not my story to tell, but yeah, that that's yeah, how right. that's how, that's how I, I heard it. What's is that about? Uh, yeah. I'll sleep yeah. on this side if I want to delete because it isn't my story to tell. But I didn't mention any specifics, but it is an example of like I guess the point I'm getting across. <laughs> like, I yeah, remember, but like, keep going. That could happen anywhere. Totally, but I but specifically, I remember another team that was in town, and they had stopped by my shop in West Michigan, and then I went and met them down in Detroit. And we'll call up a couple California hot boy type kids that you know that building across the Northwestern, that fucking the dilapidated one that everyone goes up in. Yeah, the, Lee Plaza. Yeah, yeah, and they were acting like fools down there, man. Like, like just super loud, and you're like, oh, we don't. I mean, dude, how bad this isn't bad. It's all in your mind, and like, dude, the natives came out, man. They were fucking not psyched. And this lady came up to me, and she's like, "You people need to show a lot more respect when you're in this neighborhood." And she just told it like right to me, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like, I mean, she was right, a hundred percent. And and that's one hundred percent plausible because a lot of times, you know, like. You, know, you have to respect where you're at. You know, you, you know, people do come to town and think like, oh, everything's sweet here. And they just like run yeah. amok. And like, I don't know, sometimes they get checked. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've seen but, uh, uh, like, uh, Jerry. Like, I'm not going to tell any Jerry's stories because Jerry Mraz is fucking the best storyteller ever. He's, yeah. He's got some stories. I think the first time I went to Northwestern, actually, I met him there. And uh, my mom, my mom went to like high school there for a couple of years, actually, like way back. In okay. The day. And then she transferred to Cody. Do you know where that's at? That's that's where my parents went. Yeah. Oh, fucking crazy. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're uh, Warrendale. Okay. All right. Yeah. They. Um. I remember, like, you know, my parents, my dad's job changed, so like they moved to Detroit when I was in college, and I remember going down there and skating, mostly Hart Plaza. You know, we go down there and skate around town because it was like, you know, fucking awesome. That's <laughs> like the sickest it, plaza, and there was no bus factor kind of back then. I mean, we're talking twenty years ago though, so we're ten. No. 15, 20 years ago. Damn, I'm old. Um, yeah. So when you started, uh, wait, is Painted Lady still around? And yeah. Oh, yeah, sick, that bar, yeah. Full. That bar's awesome. <laughs> Just yeah. I, I like that area a lot. So did you? Um, so community put like what was Community Push's first project that got them on the map? Uh the first project we did was the wig. Okay. And that was uh, 
you know, we had, had adopted a, an abandoned city park. Yeah. And, uh, that's Wiggle Park, some, right? That's the, yeah. Weigel. Yeah. Weigel. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just nicknamed it the wig after, uh, you know, I grew up skating the Naz. Okay. Which was the Nazarene church in Brighton that, yeah. uh, you know, the church let everyone build wooden ramps in the parking lot. Did so, they try you know, to convert like, you? Did they try to convert you when you built the ramps there? They did. They, uh, they did. Oh, you froze me, up but, there a little bit, my bad. No, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't build anything. I, I, you know, I was still just a kid. So, you know, I got, you know, I got to see that as a young kid. And, you know, that definitely, you know, left a mark on, on me. So, uh, they, uh, you know, it, Oh no! In my hometown, they 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 uh this like church built like a huge, fucking sick mini ramp in the back, and the rule was you could skate once, then you had to come to like a a sermon thing or whatever they call it, and uh, uh everyone just kept skating, <laughs> and then they they tore it down. We just go back and be like, nah, I don't think they were they weren't trying to fuck any kids, but like you know, <laughs> maybe just you their. You can't minds. say that confidently. You never know what these. I know. I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I think they definitely. But uh, what, but like. You know the outdoor park was you know it was successful in the parking lot for a number of years uh and then uh they built like a subdivision in the area and like kind of forced them inside so like the church actually built like a pole barn and an indoor park inside that you you know that you could skate for free if you went to service but if you didn't it was like two or three dollars that's so weird it's always something with churches and skateboarding yeah like we got paid once like 150 dollars each to go skate like a demo I was probably yeah. 12 or 13 at this like church and I remember them giving us a tour. They like picked us up in a van. They brought like, a uh, like we had like a, a mini ramp, not a mini ramp, like, like two fly ramps. This is like yeah. mid nineties. And, uh, they, uh, brought us out there and then they like gave us a tour and there's like these perfect granite ledges, like right in the middle of the church in this like, you know, area. And like so someone tried to skate it. I'm not a good ledge skater. I'm not a good skater, but they, uh, but I remember them being like right on, like it was creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, destroy uh, my ledge. I don't trust any of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, like they were they were good to kids. Uh, you know, like the older I got, like you know, kind of bummed me out a little bit on some of the shit they did. But yeah, uh, I don't know. But like more more recent, I think I think they closed. But like someone was just telling me that like it's still there and like, but you couldn't go skate it if you're over twenty five or something. Oh, it's like fucking Chuck E. Cheese or some shit. You got to bring. Yeah, a kid. but like, weird. I I get it, but at the same time, like. Like I said, like start like starting skating in Brighton in like the mid nineties, like they had such a sick scene. And like some of those yeah. guys that were skating back then were like light years ahead of everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh and That's like so it had, you know, still like a lot of like, you know, big skate, you know, not you know, big, but a lot of the good guys from like around here, like, you know, Pack out Al- like Pack Alloway, uh Fucking... Steve D'Agostino, Garrett Blair, like I'm gonna know, go like, down for a hot bit of talent that. there. Bill Dan and uh, like and Brighton was like ahead of the curve because you know, yeah. in you know, two thousand they had two skate parks in one little suburb. Yeah, you know, one at the church, and then and the city built one behind Myers. But it was an outdoor park that they charged money to skate. Yeah, what was the Vans Park that they built? That was in Novi. Yeah. Oh, I remember we brought Zoo there, and this uh, the lady working there tried to make Harold Hunter wear knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, "Man, fuck you!" And then we, uh, then we went like he. They just barged it. It was like Harold, Anthony, Korea, like Supa. It was like a heavy team. It was like a really good one. And I remember like Harold had fallen, and they had called the cops to kick him out. And Harold had fallen. She's like, "See, you fell. Uh, like you definitely need to wear a helmet." And he goes, 
He's like, lady, Michael Jordan missed his shots and just skated away. <laughs> <laughs> so rad. And I have like this Midwest guilt. So like as much as the shit as I talk, I don't want to be, I have a tough time barging a lot of like skate park stuff. Like I just, I feel rude. It's not mine, even if it is religious. Um, have you seen, wait, have you seen the movie Spotlight? No, I have not. So it's a movie about, it's a based on true story. The Boston Globe basically exposed the entire Catholic churches for all the pedophilia. And at the very end of the movie, like they, I forgot how many, it's like thousands of cases they found out and all the, all the priests being moved around the country. But the, at the very end, they list the churches and the cities of where they had known, um, sexually like, uh, uh, basically assaulters were living. And it's the church I grew up, one of the churches I grew up skating is one of them. Oh my God. And that they never tried to pipe your boy out, dude. <laughs> That's how homely I was. They are not psyched on me at all. But uh, uh, all right. So something needs to be done about these churches. I know it's almost like they're breaking like, the law and should get like, caught. Do you know how many municipal problems would be fixed if they tax churches? Oh, dude, so much. They don't pay like, anything. Like, and they're not even slick about it either. Like, uh, evangelical churches in, in particular. Like, it is weird though that why did they pick twenty five years old to not let other people skate there? Like, that's their cutoff. They don't want competition. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or like, but, uh, it, it might not. Want, like, there's like probably like twinks are like what they age out at like 22, <laughs> and so they don't, I don't know. They have a certain type of dude. That's a. I, I hadn't been there since uh, maybe 2009, nine or ten. Because okay. uh, yeah, like I don't, I I did a lot helping with the park and you know with the indoor park and and it all, and then uh, you know, I kind of fell into some trouble and. Uh, when we tried to get like a, you know, like a character statement from the church, they just said no. What? Yeah. Because so you didn't believe in the Lord. I, I don't know the reasonings, but no, like you know, like they didn't want to help me like when I needed them. Okay. So, yeah. You know, I never thought twice about that place since, but like you know, the the outdoor NAS, like that, you know, that's what I grew up skating and like, okay, and that really like. You know, I like that place was huge for me in my formative years, and like the yeah. uh, you know being a younger kid and having like a good group of like older guys to kind of look up at. You know, you know that you know especially back then, like skateboarding wasn't nearly as friendly as it is now. Fuck no! I remember like the skate park I grew up skating at. Like if you rode a bike, dudes would beat you up. Like you weren't you had to use your skateboard as transportation too. Like it was like way different than it is now. It was like no acceptance at all. Like yeah. At all. What's the, so you build wig, right? You start working on wig and then wig gets a lot of attention. Like I remember hearing about it. Um, what year did you like, what's the first, when did you call break ground at wig? Uh, uh, it was like, August, like late August of 2014. Okay. And, and then, then uh, so what happens time-wise with riot sculpture park? Because that was before. Yeah. That was and, a couple years before. Yeah. So that's what, like when Tony Hawk was involved and like, so how, how did, how did that even start? Uh, you know, that was kind of like, you know, their own project. And, uh, you know, I'd help, uh, with a little bit with like fundraising. And then when it came down, down to building, I went out to help them. And like, I don't know, all those guys were fucking dicks. Really? So, really? Like, yeah. So I was kind of like, all right, like my help's not welcome. From like, his foundation or did they hire like, no, no, it, it was, you know, it was like the, uh, you know, some of the, like the San Francisco guys. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't and, know uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know. Like I'm here to help. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be talking to like a fucking kid, you know, yeah. trying to help. So like, I don't know. So yeah, I, I haven't, uh, helped much over there. The, 
are they still working or adding on to it? Yeah, like they 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 keep getting uh you know grants every couple of years and keep adding on to. I think they're doing another grant or another uh, phase this year. So they're all getting grants for that ride sculpture part, but like, does that compete against your grants for doing other stuff? No, no, not really. Uh, like that, you know, we've so been able to. Tony Hawk a billionaire? Doesn't he? Why? Why do they still need grants? Well, like it's it's helped. Like we're like real lucky because like the Tony Hawk Foundation, for the most part, for, for the most part, uh, they only do grants up to like thirty thousand dollars. Okay. But since uh, they've teamed up with the Ralph C. Wilson Foundation out of uh, Northern New York. Okay. North, you know, I got out of the Buffalo area. Yeah. And uh, so now they're doing these built to play grants that are mashing grants up to $250,000. Wow. But you have to be in Southeast Michigan or like greater Buffalo area to get them. Huh. So like, you know, that that's really jump started a lot of projects out that's here. Huge. And, that's huge. That's a um, lot of money. What? So when you get those. It, so it is, but like uh, they're, they're kind of having trouble, like, because it's a matching grant. Oh, so it's dude, like yeah, really? we'll help you, and it's got to be like a matching grant to complete the pro the pro the project. So yeah, so you have to pull the sweat uh, equity in, and then raise the money, then they'll match it. Yeah, and but which which is still great, you know, like yeah, and and like we're lucky, you know, just that it's happening here. But uh, some of the cities are kind of having trouble getting the matching grants, just because and, they're having a tough time raising the money. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's a shit ton of money. It is. And uh, especially now, like, you know, you know, I, I work, I work in the parks department. I get, you know, I get, I get to see like, you know, the spending, like, you know, how much it costs to build playgrounds, basketball courts. And, you know, like you grew up thinking like a million dollar skate park is like so unattainable. And so, but it's just because the cities aren't prioritizing skateboarding. They're still not yeah. taking it serious. And like, it breaks my heart so much to see, you know, skateboarders constantly like having to fundraise for parks. You know, it's like basketball players don't have to fundraise for basketball courts. Like, you know, it's like skate parks, you know, cities are still treating them like, you know, like a, you know, like a compromise, not, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's like a liability. Like, like, oh, that's where the kids go. I mean, I remember, um, I remember the last time I was in Louisville, I was at that skate park there. Remember that? Like, uh, with the full, uh, the, it's got a full pipe and then it's got the fucking insane proper vert ramp. Have you been down yeah. there? Yeah. It's, uh, I think they moved it. Yeah. They moved it like down, but this like, was right before they had moved it. Yeah. Basically there was an undercover newscaster that like went through the hidden camera and tried to buy drugs from kids at like 1am and like, he, like the kids ended up being like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like you're fu like, it's like this, like dude, that looks like me <laughs> like in his thirties, but probably looks like 25 ish with receding hairline. And he's like, what's up? Can I buy some marijuana cigarettes? And like, but there's this stigma attached to skate parks. It's like nothing bad happens at basketball courts. Like, like, and so your job yeah. as a community organizer, has that been kind of sh shaping the narrative now as to like what the future of skateboarding is, how you can be trusted. Like, I think, you know, that narrative's shaping itself. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's old preconceived notion about, you know, how lazy skateboarders are, but, you know, ask anyone that's, you know, been around them, you know, so they're the most talented, you know, some of the most talented people out there. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, what really changed the conversation here, I think, is like when the city started seeing people show up in numbers and people that care. Yeah, because you know there's a lot there's a lot of park spending on like you know 
facilities that don't get used. And as a park planner and a park designer, like you don't want to see that. You don't want to see like, you know, because a lot of these parks, you know, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you do them once and like you don't get to spend money there for another 15 or 20 years. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, you know, just like skate parks, you, you only get to do it one time and like, uh, you know, why not get it right? And like, why not, you know, invest in something that is getting used and, you know, the wig, you know, with the success of the wig, it ended all of those conversations. Like, I'm so happy we don't have to have that conversation anymore talking about like why skate parks and why these public spaces are good ideas because, you know, we just proved it. We, you know, it's been proven all over the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm thankful like working in a city like Detroit where, you know, they're listening to us. They're, you know, you know, they're, they're investing in us. And, uh, I don't, I know it's not like that everywhere, but like, you know, it's been great here because like, you know, they, they see the value in skateboarding. And now, I want to just cover something for the wig social media, which you run, right? Uh, mostly. Yeah. Like a couple other people, the passwords and, uh, you know, but specifically but, when they closed the wig down, what year was that? Uh, 2019. So in 2019 you had posted, and this is the last post in the account, I believe, right? Is it dear Midtown? The kids are coming for your street spots. <laughs> yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. Is that you? That is the fucking, it's the most true. And like the illest shit ever because, why did they close it? Uh, development. And, yeah. you know, when we adapted the park, we were exposed to it the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I wish it could, you know, could have went differently, but, like, we knew it was going to happen. And, uh, but, like, you know, the hardest part was and was just, like, you know, they pretty much, like, played with us for four years saying, yeah. you know, it's, it's going, it's staying, it's going, it's staying. And, you know, like, that was draining, you know, uh, a friend of mine made the uh, the reference that we're like a shitty furniture store that needs to have a going out of business sale every year to stay afloat. <laughs> and, it's uh, like a hundred percent true. Well, and also too, you guys were kind of like the pasties on like the tits that are Detroit. Like, like, like uh, with everything going on with Detroit being cool, that was a stretch for a metaphor. I'll acknowledge that. But, um, but, uh, but like of all the imagery I'd see of like Detroit being revitalized, you remember like the whole, the ruin porn, the vice specials of like, we're yeah. fucking artists. We compost like all this shit going on. They didn't, I mean, there are some examples where they didn't interview real people, but I know a couple people from here in Brooklyn that had nothing to do with it. That were on certain shows talking about the revitalization of Detroit. It's complete bullshit. This, the town was revitalized, but not by these like outside interests that were like, it was already cool before they showed up. And a lot yeah. of the imagery, I would see like the wig in there, or I'd even see Riot Sculpture Park, or I'd see some other stuff. I mean, it's a very parasitic process. Yeah, um, and we'll keep going. So I go my, question, my, my question was, is like, what is that? Is that, is that actually harmful to your overall picture? Or is it just any more set of eyes is good? Uh, yes and yes and no. Like, uh, it definitely made things easier. Uh, like I was saying earlier about how like these other cities are, you know, struggling to raise money for their parks. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's because, you know, suburban Detroit isn't as sexy to some of these companies as Detroit proper. And, uh, you know, we really just started doing stuff at the right time. And, uh, when a lot of the stuff was happening, it was, it was a good, you know, stroke of luck. Uh, but, you know, block cl clubs, you know, those have existed forever. There's neighborhood organizations that, you know, have been, you know, 
fighting their fight for years that don't get any credit. Yeah, that's like, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm definitely super thankful that. that like, you know, when we started, like, you know, we started right away with, you know, you know, a check from Red Bull with no scope of work, uh, you know, then like, wait, what does that you know, mean? You can just do whatever you want with it? Yeah. Like they helped us get the land and they gave, they, you know, and, that, and that's for the, the new check. project, right? No, that was the old one. Oh, wow. Okay. For the wig. Okay. Like, when we went into that, like, you know, they, they helped, they helped us go through the process uh, of a, the adoption process. And then, uh, you know, gave us a check with zero scope of work. And it went That's from amazing. like them, they initially wanted to do a documentary on it. Okay. And then the closer we got, they, you know, backed off of that. And then they were going to send somebody out for, I think a trans world article. They backed out of that. And then it just ended up coming down to them sending out Zared for the day. Dude, that's the best. Former guest. It, it was Bassett. cool. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that's full circle, man. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, and like you know that you know he was there for like a couple of hours. Like he flew yeah. in and out that day, and like in like the brief period of time, he did the fucking hardest thing I've seen the whole time. What what that did he place do? Was there? Call it call it out. Uh, the the first year, uh, you know that we were there, there was like the gym that was attached to this you know, the property. Yeah. Okay. And like, that. so like we started, you know, late summer and then like the next spring they had torn it down. So it was pretty short lived. Okay. But, uh, you know, this gym, we had wall rides all the way down, you know, the wall kind of like was recessed and like kind of went back and forth. And like, we had wall rides all the way down this whole building and on this one big wall, you know, we did the transitions on one side and then cut out a hole in the wall, like a death box. And he went through and, frontside grinded like the top of the death box which like you know which was something that we joked about joked about when we were cutting out the wall like oh that'd be sick if someone came through and grinded the top part of it and, you know he just came and nonchalantly did it oh my god he's like the most and i've seen a lot of skateboards but i mean not that i'm shit in terms of my opinion but no one has been more impressive to see in person skate than that guy oh yeah that. he's like definitely top five for it's me. like he's, a it's like a throwback to the old pros but then new ones like like it's just this like awesome i don't know how else to explain yeah, he, it he's uh you know yeah he's and the, the best like, guy yeah for nicest sure. guy yeah and yeah, like, yeah you know like so after right. that like i think when i you know, met out with you that one time uh you know we had met a couple of times through him coming out here and then like you know i think it might have been that trip when i came out like i hit him up and like yeah went, i just went skating with him and uh dave cato all day and we went spot okay. searching through harlem that's, and like man like yeah. the high school like me like was fucking tripping out like yeah dude and you got the cato fucking goose chase another former guest oh, like man like that the the cato episodes are the one that i got when the podcast was just on audio that's the one i get the most emails for like every time you'd be on here like just, and those those guys like man i couldn't walk the next day after chasing those guys around all day that's a huge thing with new york of like when people come to be not even skaters when people just come to see new york for the first time like they can't walk the next day when you take them on like a proper tour let alone add skateboarding to that and then add cato where you're going up and down the hills of like just he searches on google earth susses something out i mean dude when i first moved here and had you know wasn't doing a lot of shows like that's like our days were just spent going up and down all the different boroughs looking for spots it's fucking awesome what uh yeah and so back to community push right now what so what project are you guys working on like now as we speak or are you just shifted to being like a, a parks employee how does this work oh no like i i, I wear both hats every day yeah. so 
Yeah. So like it's uh it's cool like with my job uh like I, I'm an operations assistant for the uh, park development unit. So I you know pretty much oversee 300 parks. Wow. And we have 11 guys working on them full time. Damn. And uh so I you know I do a lot of driving around at parks, you know, inventorying stuff. So like I get to do some skate stuff, but not uh you know, it's skateboarding is just such a small part of recreation. But uh it looks like this year like uh, I'm going to be able to build a DIY park at work, what? which is su- which I'm super excited about. Uh, uh, my, you know, my boss kind of brought it up. Uh, you know, he, he's a really cool guy and uh, or like one of my bosses, it's like office space. Like, I think I have four or five bosses between me and the mayor. Yeah. Oh, no way. But, uh, you got a direct line to the mayor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, playground equipment, so fucking expensive, you know, park benches, like those butter benches, everyone likes to skate. Yeah. Thousand bucks. Dude, people have yeah. no respect for those when they skate. No. <laughs> Wait, what's up with the stuff that's like in the playgrounds and stuff that's for kids? Like the soft stuff. The, uh, you know, like the, the spongy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Why all that's for that? surfacing. Why do they need that? It's uh, for impact. Like it's to like in case I know, it falls get off why, the playground. I get what it does and why they need it, but why do they need that shit? Kids need to toughen the fuck up. Like I remember paying yeah, what, on what, <laughs> playing on straight man. concrete. <laughs> like if you look, you can Google and like look up like you know 30s and 40s playground equipment, and the stuff is so gnarly. Like <laughs> it's like three knives on top of like a boardwalk. Yeah, you know, a rusty pole to slide down. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> that also described, like, Detroit strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what, I guess, being, like, a community organizer, which you still are, and then now that's your job full-time, and that's a government job. What, has it been a, is that a tough transition? Uh, it, it was in the sense that the uh, pace of work is fairly slow. Yeah. You know, it's like there's, like, private sector – volunteer sector public sector and uh you know like my first month like you know i i just uh yeah i didn't not even the first month like i kind of just felt like when i started like i was trying to like everyone thought i was trying to do too much at the same time i just felt like i wasn't really doing enough yeah uh so wait just to clarify this so was it like coworkers or like slow the fuck down no no not at all it's just kind of like the way things run and it you know it, it's it's hard because like you know we're so spread thin across the city that uh you know we just can't get to everything and yeah. especially you know since covid we've been you know our hours have been reduced like we went from work you know being able to write our own checks with overtime to you know 32 hours a week wow so so uh you know now you know you know we got you know with 11 people you know three of them are managed you know like you know management aren't really supposed to be physically doing their work and like we're you know we're we're spread too thin like and uh so that's interesting because in a time like covid when people are outside more than ever you need parks now more than ever and like that 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 showed it you know like we got you know we couldn't keep up yeah you know uh when covid started we had to go remove all the basketball hoops off all the backboards you know and i forgot they did that here too that's like and, the most uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> like yeah. I, I understood it, and like I, I, you know, I, I felt way too much like a cop doing it. I, I hated Dude, doing it. That's gotta be but interesting. Like when, yeah, I was surprised like going out 
you know, like we got way more thank yous than we did fuck yous. Really? And Maybe uh, I'm wrong that, that was good because, like, you know, the, you know, we're kind of desensitized to COVID now, but you know, yeah. it was really fucking scary when it started, and yeah. like, uh, anyway, and still is, and like it, uh, but you know, that took us weeks to do that, and then like all of a sudden, like, oh, right, we have to go put them back. And then we go to put them all back, and then there's a couple extra. Like, uh oh, <laughs> what part did we miss? <laughs> That's very government. That's very government. But, uh, yeah. but no, it, it's been great. You know, like uh, I love everyone I, I work with. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's really been cool. Like, you know, them listening to me. You know, on, as, as a skateboard perspective. You know, sure. Be, like being considered their skateboard expert when anything skateboard related comes through the city. You know, like. Oh, just ask Derek. Just ask Derek. Yeah. What's and, that? Uh, what? I guess my question is, what? Why would a city adopt skateboarding? Like, like, uh, uh, why have minds changed in that aspect? Is it just because of community organizers like you? That's what I think. Or is it? Do they see? Are they starting to see the benefits of having a skate park around? I believe so. And like, you know, the statistics are out there. I'm like, oh. you know, just the benefits, the the you know, the use. And it's like you grow up thinking like, oh, you know, all these skate park problems, you know, with like graffiti and trash and people partying, like, you know, you don't want them to get shut parks, get shut down. But like, that's every park. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, and uh, they're not just skate park problems. They're, they're park problems. And uh, so like, you know, I almost like growing up trying to, you know, get skate parks, you know, going, it's like, you know, you're almost, you know, you're fearful of like, the other side and like but like in, in terms like it's it's silly that the other cities aren't you know following through and building skate parks and having skateboarders having to pay for their own damn skate parks it's it's absurd and like you know like you know the cities that haven't jumped on board yet they're going to jump on before you know before too long because you know this like i said you know jury's out on it it's it works yeah, it's pretty amazing too. Like, yeah, you, I mean, like you said, the numbers don't lie on any of this stuff. But there's a huge thing where where my shop was at because we had like a we had like a park, but like a classic, you know. Basically, what these cities will do is they'll get Grindline or uh, what's the other one, Dreamland? No, what's the other one? Yeah, Dreamland's Dreamland. One, yeah. yeah, Grindline, Dreamland, Evergreen, all these big old companies uh, to like draw up plans. And then what they do is they just steal the plans. Not this is in every city, but this is what happened where I'm from. And then they basically bid out the contract to local contractors. So these people don't skate. And so that's what happened in Grand Haven where I'm from, apparently. That that's just and this is before I had a shop, but when they built our park, it 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 sure it was a beautiful park with the the plan, but like the way they made it, there's simply things that are like, what? Like they had to redo the Euro gap? Like how much did that cost? And like yeah. because and it it's little things. Like like, you know, I, just because you can cut a piece of wood doesn't mean you can make like a fine cabinet. Skateboarding. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the nineties and early two thousands were like a good, like sample era for skate parks, you know, because you know, most of them all fucking sucked too. <laughs> you, know, yeah. it, you know, for years, everywhere was riddled with wooden ramps and prefab Dude, casted cement. prefab and, wooden ramps with like the metal on the bottom. And then they would let that shit sit in a Michigan winter. And then in the spring they'd go and take photos and then, like we used to go to all the city meetings. And I remember them being like, well, you don't take care of what you have now. 
It's like you spent a thousand dollars on a two foot fucking launch ramp. <laughs> like, yeah. Remember those like little the the fab ones that would like yeah. they would rock over if you went too slow. But yeah. uh, and uh, so like you know with that like you know we know what bad parks are and it's like parks you know they got they got good but now I almost feel like a lot of these companies are just overbuilding trying just trying to like flex their portfolio instead of actually building skatable shit. So that's the other side you're saying, and that's and that's that's like skateboard uh, yeah. park companies. Well, and, and also with like you know, a bad park's gonna happen if there's no local input. Yeah. And uh, you know, the city, you know, cities for years would you know take your skateboard, give you tickets, but then like when it comes to building a park, like you, they don't want to hear you out, and that's uh, when yeah. you get stuck with like uh, you know, California uh, or not California uh, who does those? American Ramp Company. Oh they, they're God. the ones that do like those like precast cement Dude. ones. Or like even yeah. more re- recently, like like Evergreen. Like they've done a couple of parks out here, but like nobody likes to skate them. It's and, really uh, weird. They built know, one the, the craftsmanship's that's like a perfect What's old that? man park, but they did one in building. Uh, which is like middle of the state. And it's like a perfect old man park, but you're like, dude, no one's gonna appreciate this shit here. Like, I don't know how much it costs, but it's weird. Well, the thing is, yeah, they 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 uh they work cheaper than everyone else. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, they've been doing, you know, the craftsmanships on the parks, you know, great. Like the blends yeah. they do with cement wise are like very impressive, but like, man, those things just aren't really that fun to skate. And yeah. like, uh, like, like all the suburbs North of Detroit have them. Uh, and you know, it's like, it's kind of a bummer sometimes because like, yeah, those parks look great from a drone shot. Like the scooter yeah. kids are happy, but like, as you know skateboarders like you know some of that stuff it's fun but like i think i'd be bummed if that was one of my local parks yeah and there's also a problem with the one in building i skate a lot of evergreen out west too but they uh there's also like they're like it's not a lot of people can use them at once like the one in building there's like one through line their collision courses like flyout factories and like you know with you know it's 2020 we don't need a park with a bunch of rollover coping and Dude. like speed humps on the flat bottom of the bowl like yeah and stairs that go to dirt which i think they do that is that kind of like a thing where like um trying to i'm trying not to go into a bad metaphor but it's hard for me um but it's like i had this feeling that they uh they build this it's like it's like a, it's not just evergreen it's other companies but they'll build stairs to nowhere and it's kind of like a uh like oh but we'll be back for phase two and like is that a is that a thing like uh yeah There's because you know like with skate park funding it's like a lot of the designs they'll go into like you know hey we can only get this much right now we are gonna do phase one and like yeah a lot of times like when you do phase one like phase two like probably doesn't come as much as you think it is because like the project you know you got a bit bit of it done it loses steam and then like you know it, that just makes everything harder like yeah and you, you gotta know, bring everybody back out to do it yeah and uh so but like you know doing this like you, you know like you just got to take what you can di- get at a time sometimes and like it, it sucks but like it, it all it all goes towards like a bigger picture definitely and uh, or at least here you know it's like you know that's about you know we're luckier than hell right now because like you know hell we've probably got five five to six skate park projects in the city of detroit going up yeah. in the next two years you know like and- the other sub- suburbs they get one park and like that's their park for 20 years. Yeah, it's done. And I, that actually totally. brings me to a point that I noticed when I was reading about you guys and what you've done there in Detroit. Um, 
you and I was I was impressed by this. You have a very positive like when the wig got closed down, I don't have the direct quote here, but basically you said it was almost like a blessing for you. It, it, it was in a sense because like it's a weird quote you know, to say, but explain what you were saying. Cause I knew when I read the article, I knew what you were saying, you know, cause like I just dealt with the bullshit for four years. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's, you know, I understand the price of business, but like, it was absolutely draining. Like for four years, they have to answer the question. Like, you know, what's up with the wig? You know, no one ever asked what's up with Derek. It's always yeah. what's up with the wig. No one and, asked uh, me how I feel. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes like, you know, it's, you know, death that like leads you into life. And, uh, and it was, it was, you know, you know, it hurt me, you know, it hurt me more than I anticipated, even knowing it was coming when they demolished it. But in a sense, it was like a new beginning. Like, you know, I'm just glad it happened. I'm glad we got a good five years out of it. Like yeah. it was stressful at times, but like, fuck that, that happened. And like, you know, we got to do that. And like, I don't know, there's like, you know, but it was like, it was bittersweet because like, it was, uh, you know, I just, it was down the street from my house. Like, yeah. And you, you got to drive by and like, I have a similar experience with like a DIY spot and even a skate shop where you kind of don't go down the street the same way you used to. It's yeah. kind of like watching ex-girlfriend get nailed. Like, it's just weird. It's just yep. like, uh, you're like, eh, I'm glad she's living her life and happy, but I don't need to see it every day. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and like, yeah. fuck, I have to drive past every day. Yeah. And like, yeah. Fucking amount of anxiety. Like I had like right after that happened, like it, like I say, I, I drove the long way around and uh, totally. Yeah. I know. I know a hundred percent what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a deeply, um, you can't but, explain it to anybody. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, I want to talk about your mission statement here for, for uh, community push and what I pulled off the site and, uh, I'm going to read it. Uh, skateboarders bonded together. Start, start over. I fucked it up. <laughs> skateboarders banded together with a single goal in mind to give the city a multifunctional alternative recreation facility to be designed, built, and maintained by the community for the community. That that's like kind of what I pulled up on the site. Like that is amazingly concise. Now that you have a, a, a let's say you have a list of achievements, like you have a body of work that's worked on that. Like yeah. uh, you know, it's pretty rare for a governmental assisted program to kind of live up to the hype and exceed it what you guys are doing right i yeah i guess and like it's, it, it is so crazy to think that like you know that was our, that, you know that was our our goal the wig yeah. and then you know what ended up being riverside because okay. the wig was a band-aid until we could get that million dollar park built yeah and it's like shit well that's built you know it's not enough we want more and uh you know it's like we leverage that you know, you know, fifteen thousand dollars that we spent at the wig into you know not one, not two, not three, not four parks. You know, it's like in two years we're gonna have you know <laughs> we're gonna have too many options here, and uh, you know, then what do we do? So it, like it, it does go feel good to streets. like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We never stopped. I know that's the best you know, part. Like, yeah. we, 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 we've all we've all had our like you know our days where we've gotten stuck at the wig and even more oh, yeah, recently for sure, uh, man. yeah another uh diy park bishop and like but like i don't know like that doesn't always suck like yeah. i don't know i'm i'm not turning pro like i'm not worried about going out filming and like i don't know if that's your thing that's that's great i'm glad people are do that but like hell i just want to skate with my friends yeah everyone wants to stay at the wig today and fuck around. I'm, I'm stacking clips <laughs> i'm cool with that 
so uh yeah it's you know we're in a really good situation here and uh yeah. you know it and it's you know i lose sight of it often because i'm so like closely involved with it but like man like i'm just lucky to be doing what what i'm doing and being in the position i'm in because uh it's going good and i know it's not going good everywhere so what this this kind of wrap this is like a a good place to go right now so what advice would you give to someone that in their city that wanted to start like like i'm gonna do a a couple hypothetical people that come to my skate shop like or my old skate shop right like you got the kid that's like everything fucking sucks right like like let's remove those people because they're not gonna fucking do anything right but let's just say a kid's stuck in like a, a random city and uh wants to start what you do which what you've done What's the first step this kid should do or this person should do? Uh, learn how to say please and thank you. Ooh. Uh, you have media you know, training. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I've, got, I've gotten better. You know, it's I don't, <laughs> if you watch my Jankum piece from like four or five years ago, like, oh, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> But like, you know, I, I've had this conversation a lot and, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm constantly lear- learning, but like, you know, that's like the most important thing is, you know, mutual respect. You know, if you don't respect them, they're not going to respect you. And, uh, you know, any organization, you know, you know, being organized helps. Uh, but, you know, you're going to, you're going to get told no a bunch and uh, you just got to be persistent with it because like, you know, like I said, we got told no quite a bit and then all of a sudden everyone just started saying yes because you know once the first person says yes like you know you've proven yourself you know like yeah um you know you kind of put your you know your neck out there for skateboarders and hope that they don't you know screw you in return and like i haven't had that problem like like the locals here are are great like yeah you know, everyone's very friendly everyone like you know, there's passion here, you know, people clean up after themselves. Like it's, it's been good. What, um, for me with my skate shop, like I don't miss owning a shop, but I thought I would, one of my friends sold a skate shop, um, to our other friend and the, and this is before I had mine and he, we were skating one night that like the day of, right. And, uh, he had told me, he said, I was like, well, how you feeling, man? It's weird being on skateboarding. He goes, this is the best day of my life because for once I don't have to worry about where some kid bought his fucking shoes. And like, if you're in skateboarding, you know, you understand that. Um, what I miss about my shop is not brick and mortar at all. It's my kids. Like I really miss my kids, like seeing them grow up, seeing them fuck up, seeing me fuck up and having them see me fuck up and then being a true yeah. hypocrite and being like, don't do what I just did. Yeah. Now I've seen in Detroit, I've seen, there's a lot of good kids like everywhere there are, but particularly in Detroit that you guys have, are you, are you, are you, you're raising some kids there? Like, is that, is that a similar thing where, you know, you, you saw them as babies at the wig and now they're becoming men and women. Is that. Yeah. Like that, uh, you know, the wig kids were, you know, like they came at the like perfect time and like things were, you know, like it almost had gotten stale up there for a little bit. Everything was the same for a couple of years. And like, you know, they came, it was, you know, on a spring day, they came and, uh, you know, every time you stop skating for a minute, they're, you know, Hey, let me see your board. Let me see your board. And I'm like, I don't, an hour later, they were doing rock to fakies. Fuck yeah. And like, uh, so I, I, I ran to the house, put together some completes for them and, you know, saw them every day for years after that. And yeah, you know, it's cool. Like, uh, unfortunately, like, you know, the, uh, the twins moved out of the neighborhood. Okay. 
uh, about a year ago. But uh, Jamari and Day Day, they still uh, live right over there. And uh, I still see them around, you know, nice. every every so often. But I always, uh, I always think about the conversion. Like, like you know, I had some kids at my shop. Uh, you know, the streets get them. You know, like there's nothing you can do about this. And uh, Josh and Eric at Premier had a similar situation where you know, like the and and they're where Premier is is a lot. It's it's a proper city where my shop was yeah. in a tourist town. Um, but there's a conversion, and it's it's a pretty low number in terms of like skate shops aren't rescuing kids but they kind of can and i remember if you get like one kid out like one kid that kind of the feeling that you have it's not even like i did it it's just i've never i'm not a parent that i know of um (laughs) but like it has to feel that way like and i'm just i mean it's a compliment to you because i've seen some of these kids that go around your area and you guys like you guys are proper old heads that teach the kids well so well done on that front yeah thanks i appreciate that but like uh you know, kind of like when you read earlier with the, the mission statement. Oh, man, I, I haven't updated our website in like probably three or four years. It's yeah, it's, it's data, but like now, you know, we just go off like we just want to help. Yeah, and like whatever crossroads, like you know, whether it's helping other events, other organizations, uh, helping locals, like like you know, we can't do it all. We don't want to do it all, but like whatever, you, whatever you need. Like I, you know, I just want to help skateboarding here. I want to help skateboarders here, and. uh you know, I'm lucky to be able to do that because, uh, I don't know. I found myself in a pretty good position. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's cause you worked hard to get it. Like, it's not a mistake. Like, you know, it's, it's not luck. It's like you, you met with any luck you had with, with hard work to get there. Um, okay. Now that's all like nice and good stuff, but let's talk some shit now. <laughs> I want okay, I, I I to go back. Shit. How did Tony Hawk get involved with Detroit and buying a mansion uh, there? Oh, well, I don't, his, uh, his wife is from here. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, another, uh, I don't know if you know James Toomey. I do. From yeah, yeah, like, uh, you know, he's legendary skater, filmer. Uh, realtor. <laughs> now realtor, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I was just going to say, like, Pretty Gritty, I think, is, like, the best visual representation of skateboarding in Detroit. Yeah. And now, like, he is 100% going to be, like, the first millionaire homie because, That's like. So sick. He's he's taking, taking over. Like I said, skateboarders, like, whatever they put their minds to, they, they master. And Jim just crack the code for uh real estate dude he's but, like uh, court town daddy man <laughs> like, but, but yeah he you know he, he sold tony a house uh like right on the other side of the freeway from their wig yeah uh in Corktown. is it true and, that uh, like uh, someone in, in not, i'm not gonna say his office and i don't know how i heard this but did someone accidentally leak that he bought that house yeah yeah <laughs> from what i hear yeah that's so funny <laughs> But like I don't know, I'd be pretty excited if I sold my childhood hero house. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like yeah. Um, but uh, and, and then when you when you he, did this, you did this podcast, right? Well, it, it was like the the it, it was the Tony Hawk Foundation Skate Park podcast. That I yeah, did. tell me about that episode. That's <laughs> I love this story. It's like the only other podcast interview I've done, and uh, you know, uh, I just asked him to ask Tony why he unfollowed Community Push on Instagram. <laughs> And like I, I never noticed that stuff, but like you know, like when he had first like kind of gotten connected with us, like he, uh, you know, like that was like a big moment, like you know, he'd getting yeah. that notification, like Tony Hawk follows you, and then all of a sudden, like you know, he was liking everything. All of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't seen it from him in a while. And I, I, I checked, and <laughs> it is what it is. Like, hey, what's I'm not up, Tony? About <laughs> it, but you know, he's he's been great. Like I said, like since like you know, the foundations got 
you know they've hooked up so many cities out here with the parks yeah. uh uh he he's he's come in like you know one one afternoon like he was out he was out here and uh you know and i wanted you know to take him out and kind of show him some of the stuff we were working on to see if like you know we could get a project going on something and uh you know this was like you know just as riverside was like we started talking about that and uh you know, I, I took him to the site, you know, show him around, just kind of asked him, like, who were who some of his favorite builders, and, uh, and at the time, we were working on an indoor spot that we we're trying to get, and uh, as kind of like a timestamp, this was like, or I guess I'll get to that later in the story, but uh, so the project, we were going to build an indoor park and in this abandoned school, Okay. but, you know, like, we're going to renovate the actual part of the school and, uh, you know, not just do like a DIY and a abandoned building which would be pretty on brand for us but uh so i you know i, I, I went and picked him up at his house and Wait, you're driving oh. <laughs> what you're driving oh yeah i'm driving okay so I, you know well, the time i had like this get a rental car for you you had to burn your gas <laughs> I was this is what I, okay Wait, but, keep telling the story so side side part of the story the weekend before uh me and some friends drove out to cream city in milwaukee yeah hell yeah <laughs> and for some reason uh, i had cleaned out my kitchen the week before and uh i had 61 extra tupperware lids <laughs> 61 for, extra Tupperware. yeah they had no bottoms and nowhere to go so so i took this box of we took this box of tupperware lids and took on a skate trip okay and we stayed in chicago for a while then like woke up and went to cream city wait was, why did you take the lids down a skate trip i don't know oh <laughs> you weren't leaving them or people you're signing we just, we just made an edit with all the lids <laughs> and like just kind of like worked them into the uh the trip and uh so you know we, we did that and uh my car just as tupperware lids all over you know it's a little ford hat you know focus hatchback that has tupperware lids on the dashboard on the floor on the seats is all over so he's like yeah can you drive i'm just like oh shit <laughs> dude so yeah he gets in the car like you know sees all tupperware lids and he just kind of laughs he's like, yeah i miss being able to do stupid shit like that with my friends so we get to the school where uh we were gonna do the park and you know at, at the time like it was wide open we just walked walked right in i showed him like the auditorium where we were gonna do it and, you know it's like a cold rainy day and i look over and he's just kind of like like shook a little bit like but then i'm thinking oh my god what am i doing like this isn't like just one of your like boys like this is like he was like you know this as a time stamp of like this like moment in time was like he was skating in the white house like the week before it was like <laughs> when obama was getting ready to leave and he skated down the hallway i'm like god damn it this guy was skating in the white house last week and now i just got him going through this wet ass building like showing him about this park that we never ended up doing but uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, and kind of was in a hurry to get out of there. But it was crazy because, uh, you know, it was kind of pretty much one of the coolest things that had happened since then was, uh, or since I started doing this was like, he's like, yeah, you know, you know, come by. Uh, I got to get back. You know, a friend is meeting me. And uh, his friend ended up being uh, Wes Eishold from American Nightmare and Cold Cave. And like American Nightmare was like my favorite band growing up. So yeah. it was like. You know, I drop him off and like, you know, Tony Hawk introduces me to Wes. I was like, oh, hey, this is my friend Derek. And it was just like one of those like, Damn. the fuck is going on right now situations. Wait, I want to ask uh, what everyone wants to know. Did Tony Hawk throw you five bucks for gas? 
No, he threw us two hundred fifty thousand dollars for Riverside. So, <laughs> fair enough. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take you know I'll take Tony, the gas. Five, five bucks would have been nice. Like that's like a Michigan thing, uh, you know. You you put the five in the council. <laughs> like yeah, oh, that's amazing. He, he might have, but no. He, he, like I said, he he's been great. You know, he was like an honor, honorary Whig local. Like yeah, you know, um, him and you know him and his kids would like skate across the bridge and come skate over there. Like, and that was just so cool. Like you know. Yeah. being there with him and like just people going out show show up to skate at the wig and just running into tony hawk like fuck man like does he still have know, that I, place there uh i i don't believe so yeah i heard it was uh i i i don't know uh nice yeah, yeah it's been a you know i haven't i haven't i haven't seen him in about a year or so okay tony cool. if you're I, out there you know, i did just uh i did just uh <laughs> come say hi come say but hi. uh i actually reached out to him recently because uh you know, it was crazy how I got roped in, but, uh, you know, Colin Reed hit me up and was like, Hey, like, I heard that, like, you know, you might be able to help us out because when they were doing the skaters vote video, yeah, like, he's like, you know, like they wanted, you know, the skateboarder to do it yeah, and, uh, to the voiceover. And, uh, I don't know how, but I ended up being the liaison between Colin Reed and Tony Hawk and, so yeah, uh, yeah, I hit him up to see if he was down to do it, and he ended up coming through for him. Do you wait? Do you have his number in your oh. phone? Maybe. <laughs> that's that's man. I, that's a. I have a number in his phone. He probably changes it. Yeah, he probably has like ten. He's on that like Kevin Hart shit. I'm sure. Oh. Uh, that's fucking awesome though. That's really cool that he did that, and uh, his kids would come around. You don't need to show it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I hope that you're looking yeah. at your text right now, and you do have yeah. it in there. And the last text was at like 3 a.m., and you wrote "you up." <laughs> like, where you at, man? Um, well, all right, we'll start wrapping up now. So, what's the project now? What are you working on, like right now? Not the city, but spot wise. Uh, we just kind of got into an indoor building. Uh, it's kind of been our goal for a couple of years is to get an indoor spot going. Uh, there's no affordable or accessible options in the city. Uh, but it's just, it's hard, it's a hard nut to crack because yeah. you know, you're only busy half the year. And, uh, you know, like with, uh, Evan Hutchings, like one of my best friends, uh, one of our partners, like he had the street skate park, uh, in Westland that was open for a while. And, you know, just, you know, it's, we know, you know, what a, what a battle it's going to be to try to figure out a way to, you know, keep it affordable and keep the lights on. So, Definitely. uh, is, uh, you know, keep going sorry so yeah uh we're gonna try our hand at that uh it's you know not the biggest building but it's you know it'll be just you know suitable for a while and is, uh is dunwell still there dunwell dry goods yeah that's oh Pat's they're killed. sick i only i only went uh, there once but um who's the guy that made god that video anthony rossini okay yeah he uh i was uh there it was like me and you know Braden kavanaugh from Grand rapids yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, we were all skating in Detroit. I think Sean McMahon might have been with us, but we were all skating. And then, uh, he had a chip shirt, and I like, I was like, oh, that's like, this, like, let me buy one, dude. Anthony's like, oh, I only made one, and he just took it off his back and gave it to me. And I, I'm in Brooklyn. I have it at my house. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I wear that shit all like the time. Hell and then yeah. Mini Ramp was really cool. So big yeah. ups to them. So, uh, yeah, that guy was that's cool. Right. And like, they had the, um, I almost said Jay Strickland. Um, no, a uh, street canoe, uh, did the sign for that. Yeah, Jay Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh, dude, that's, that was such a cool show. Yeah. But on. like, you know, I went, to, he's doing a run of boards for us right now. And I went in there a couple of weeks ago to talk to him about it. And, you know, he's got like, 
all the homies work in there. They're, you know, he's got, I think like five or six full-time employees. That right dumb? And like, yeah. Like, oh, like, like, the, like, the, like they're, they're killing it with the uh, printing. Dude, uh, he awesome. still makes boards. It still has like, you know, hard goods, but like, yeah, but like the printing's really taken off for him. Good. That so wait, are they doing? Uh, you're doing heat transfer or screen print boards for Community Push? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've um, made, we've only made boards I think like four other times. Yeah. So every you know every once in a while we'll, you know we'll do like a, a quick run of them and uh, we kind of got wanna, this idea. Uh, I'll put a link in the bio that we can support buying, but I want to buy one. Put me down for for selling me one because I'll put it in the back of this. Will be a wall of boards. I'm, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't have a web store. <laughs> Oh, I thought we started one on the website. Yeah, it's up, but it, I, I never, I never activated it. Gotcha. I like the photo of Ryan Sheckler wearing the Community Push T-shirt. I like that post a lot. Did you ever Man. meet Ryan Sheckler, or did he just get that? Yeah, like uh, when they came out and did Heartlines, like uh, one time, like the first year they did it, like you know they set up Red Bull set up this thing where uh, they came and shot like one of his youtube show like one of the episodes of his youtube video oh yeah they came and shot out the wig and like talked about it and uh he gave us a jackhammer and a cement mixer nice and then he said he was gonna give us five thousand dollars and never did oh man and like i was, and, like, I was just feeling like in chicago it, right i was talking to his mother for like a while um never met him but uh nice lady she was the one i had to talk to to get the money and like, she never uh, did afterwards i I, I followed up with it, but then she tells me like, well, this next wave of grants is going to be done through a crowd vote. And they ended up like putting us up against, she's like, we'll put you right into the finals. And uh, so they put us in the finals against these other organizations. They're like trying to get money for kids with cancer. And like, I'm like, I can't tell Man, people to got... vote for us when like, I'd rather have them get the money. Like, yeah. You got make a wish foundation. Yeah. It's like, I believe in what we're doing. Like I'm going to yeah. find a way to fund this. Like I'd rather see the money go to them. Yeah. But and, that's uh, kind of cunty. Like that, that, that's kind of some check in the mail shit right there. But, and that, and that was the thing. It's like, and then like maybe a month or two later when, uh, the, the YouTube show aired sure as hell, he puts it in the show. Oh, I'm gonna give you $5,000. So I had to answer to everybody and tell them like why Sheckler's check never came. I'm fucking putting that on. I'm, I'm putting on blast. That's where's the five G's. He's got and it. And like, I, I, you know, like, I don't know if it was done deliberately or, or if it kind of just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Because it was like the first year they did this, you know, Heartlines contest here. And uh, I didn't want to ruin a potentially good business relationship over, over the money. So like, yeah, I let it slide. Cause the well, other was like, yeah, we, you know, we want to work with you guys every year. We come and do the contest. And then like, the next year, like the only involvement we had was like, I got hired by California Rampworks to build the course. Well, let's not let, let, let's just assume that it got lost in the shuffle, but we yeah. will reach out to Ryan Checkler and we will say, dude, $5,000 make checks payable to community but, push. It, technically 4,000 because we, we did get a check for a thousand dollars to do, uh, you know, for being in the finals. And okay. like they sent us like a box, like boards and like Ethica underwear and stuff. It was like, uh, it it was it was cool, but like that was just like I don't know. Then I felt like people were, thought I was lying to them. Yeah, like, you want to see the fucking check stub? Like, yeah. But you uh, maybe you know, it, just got it, lost. It helped, you know, every bit helps, but like, yeah, I don't. Those are just uncomfortable conversations you don't want to have with people, and like, you know, you don't want to risk people's trust over like something I had nothing to fucking do with. Yeah, it'd be weird to be your your reputation's slighted by Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> 
Well, no, he, you know, he was nice. He was nice when he came out. I'm like, oh, you know, like so he bought us a jackhammer and cement mixer that we still use. That's and cool. like, uh, you know, and yeah, we, we, we had a tr- like a finished trowel painted for him. And like, you know, as like a thank you for, you know, for hooking us up. And then, uh, you know, like we had like the trowel and a t-shirt and it was like the after party for the contest. And he just fucking rips off his shirt and puts this one on. Hell yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, man. Well, yeah, that I hope he comes through with some dough. Cause... Oh, shit. hold on. I got one for you. Hold on one second. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. I'm excited right now. I hope you come out with like. It's going to be some type of painting. What is it? Oh, shit. Wait. I'm pretty sure this one's his. <laughs> <laughs> no, flip like, it over. Flip it over. Look at the tag on the inside. Is there a tag inside? Yeah. Does it say athletes only? Uh, or do you I take don't it see out? One. Because uh, when they did that contest. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the, the third year they did it. Uh, <laughs> they did they had the af- they had the after party at the garden bowl yeah which was like you know i don't it's like you know legendary you know bowling alley and like you know it's fucking it's a skate bar for the most part and uh it was cool I, you know i was working there for, working there for a couple of years and like so like i was working the night they had the after party and uh fuck man uh they left the mess but i don't know i found that hat cleaning up that night dude that's that's it it's a four thousand dollar ransom <laughs> To get that hat back. I know how much they care about those hats. Dude, they do. So when they used to, uh, uh, my background, when they used to, uh, when those hats were new, they used to have people that worked for them on eBay buying the fake ones or reporting the fake ones Ooh. because they uh, Red Bull would pay to just buy the fake ones so they weren't on there anymore. Now you can't because there's a lot more, obviously, and, and manufacturing is different, but they care. Like the newer ones say athletes only, and like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing, man. That's, that's an amazing find. Yeah, like, I heard a story from someone that worked there about like a DJ that they endorsed. Okay. Like had had a set and he and he was like doing the set and like a girl like took his hat off and like got a selfie wearing the hat and they dropped him because of because of it. I know a like, skier that <laughs> I shouldn't tell this. I'm gonna tell it. I know a skier that got fired by them and then put all this shit on eBay <laughs> and made like, like three grand on the hats yeah. and shit. Like I, I love and hate, like you know they 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 gave us a good start like with yeah. the wig, but then like as the years went on they kind of just fizzled out and like yeah um I haven't spoke with them in a couple of years that they, they were supposed to give us like forty five thousand dollars to do this this big event yeah and like you know it was like a street art festival where we built a skate park down in an alley okay and uh so that was pretty much the cover like the build out of the park and we were going to like fly in like different skate crews from across the country and like like you know produce like a whole week's worth of events and you know we had worked our asses off on it and uh you know this is what the guy was saying he was gonna give us and then you know we were like a month out and i call him like hey like we're getting close like you know can you cut that check and he's like oh yeah man just invoice me for 3500 I was like, bro, like you spend, you spend that on dinner. Like, how are you going to, and I never even sent him the invoice. That was the last time I talked to anyone at Red Bull. And Holy fuck. What was the original made, amount for? 45? 45? Yeah. Thousand. And, and, uh, like I was so, I was so mad. And it's like, I don't know. 
you know, I appreciate anyone that comes through and helps us, but like, man, you just killed me on that one. Like, Fucking but hell. you know, it ended up working out great because, uh, you know, we made a call to vans and they took care of us. Uh, you know, not, not to that, you know, to that level, but you know, they yeah. turned around quick and got us money right away. And, uh, we've had a good relationship with them since. And, um, uh, it's been cool. Like, you know, having, you know, having them in our corner, I haven't had to pay for shoes in a couple of years and, nice. you know, every event and everything we do, like they've been in our corner. So it worked out for the best. That's good on too, but man, Red Bull. Woo! Yeah. That's some fucking and, weird shit. Yeah. But, uh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I would still take that over the fucking ugly green M's. Like I, I like I I I don't even, would even want to send them a proposal or a deck like. Oh uh, god! Actually, one time we, we made uh when we made hoodies, uh, somebody else mocked up the design and we ended up printing a hundred hoodies that had three M's in community. Like <laughs> and it's like fuck that's like that's a big cost for us and like we didn't even realize it until we sold them all. Oh my God. That's my, my, my roommate, Alex was like brushing his teeth, looking in the mirror and kind of looked at it and like, sure as hell. Like, you can't really tell from the font. No one ever said anything to us about it. Yeah. Like, we noticed that there's three M's of community. I would, and, I would uh, love to work at monster and be their marketing guy and just like but, push the whole thing of like monster energy drink. is like the official drink in pregnancy. <laughs> 30 year old grandmothers. But uh, so savage. We we joked about like kind of make it like mocking it up to where like the third M pops out and turns into like the monster M and Ooh. like it's doing like a whole like you know video for it. But that's savage. Get, get I always have all these ideas that we don't execute. Yeah, I'm, I'm very guilty of that too. But that I, I kind of fuck with the three M's. Um, I guess wrapping up now. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> the Red Bull hat's so fucking good. <laughs> By far, the, I didn't. I had no idea where you were going. I thought you were gonna bring back like a T-shirt or something, but that's, that was next le- next level. Yeah, like. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. I, I, it's just been sitting around for years. Like, I don't want to get rid of it. It's kind of it's funny to have. Uh, you should wear it at an airport, and you'll get like free shit. You can definitely get some phone numbers for sure. Or once things start opening up back up again, wear it to like their events, so they think that you know. Yeah, dude, you could definitely do that. The, uh, one of my, uh, not really my friend, this guy I know used to come to my skate shop. He used to like work marketing for him, and he would drive around the Red Bull car, the little cars, and he kept getting speeding tickets, <laughs> and he got fired for too many speeding tickets. <laughs> it's just like I thought it was Red Bull. I thought you guys were extreme. <laughs> like, <laughs> should promote him. Um, yeah, we're eighty-eight miles an hour and didn't get wins. <laughs> it gives you wins. <laughs> if uh, if someone wants to help out right now, at Community Push. With everything you're doing where can they go what can they do oh it, it's just real hard right now uh like i said with the website uh like i don't like taking money from skateboarders i don't yeah. like selling stuff to them uh but you know we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot not yeah. doing it so uh we're working on on that now getting like a patreon and uh okay you know it's a place set up to where you, you could help uh you know, I just don't want to get, you know, take people's money for nothing. Like I, you know, would at least like to do it in the way of merchandise or something, but yeah, you know, I, you know, if I had my way, I would do all this without 
taking a dollar from the skateboarder. Okay. We've been pretty good about it so far. Like the merch we do, like I said, the web store, like we never even open. I, you know, the stuff we make, I just sell at events. Like, uh, but if you want to help, hang tight. Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's coming together now, especially like with uh, this new building that we're doing. Like I'm using it for my, you know, it's almost like, a, you know, this is like phase two for community push. Okay. Like everything, the wig up the riverside, we can call fit, you know, phase one or act one. And uh, like now, like we're, we're looking like we're going to expand. We're bringing some more volunteers on and kind of like opening up more. So it's not just me trying to run around like an idiot, trying to figure it all out last minute. Like, uh, yeah. you know, we've been very uh, fortunate to be at where we're at, but I think we can get a lot more done if we tighten up a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, the, you know, you'll be able to help soon. And I, and I appreciate anyone that's helped to this point. Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks dude so much for, for doing this. No, <laughs> I mean, thanks for having me. It was, it was good to catch up with you. That's been displayed on here. Um, I'll link to everything on there too. Cool. Um, thank you so much, Derek. I guess I'll just call it Max White presents. Max White, everyone.